Hey, what's going on? Welcome back. It's another episode of the Two Penny Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Jones, and this week I do have a special guest joining me that I'm really happy about. Um, when you hear his name, you know, some of you, if you're Wild West, um, you know, old Western outlaws and you're into that stuff, you might be like, there's no way you're talking to this guy. Well, that guy's been dead for, you know, pretty much since uh, 1889. So it's not that guy. But I'm going to find out if he's related once in a while because we always, I always thought he was. But anyway, he um, is really big into photography right now and some photography that I know a lot of my friends and a lot of people will really be interested in. And uh, he's nationally published. He's won national awards. He's got his own studio um, in Colorado. If he feels the need to and want to share his studio address, he could do that with you. I do know if you want to see some of his uh, stuff, we'll share his website throughout the podcast. But, uh, you know, what was that? All of a sudden you're gone. No, there oh. you are. Okay, good. No, it's my fault. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. This is obvious. But anyway, my friend, Bob Younger, how you doing, man? I appreciate you coming on. Good, buddy. It's been way too long since we've seen each other. I know. Way too been, long. It's been a long time. I mean, last time we saw each other, you had a full head of hair, you wore glasses, and I didn't have a gray beard. Legit truth. Very true. I mean, and, you know, <laughs> having three or four kids and a wife and a mortgage yeah. and two or three jobs, it'll cause that changes in you for sure. I can grow face hair. So I got a little you bit can. of stuff there. I, I just came back from a vacation. My wife and I celebrated our 30th anniversary yesterday. Or actually, 30. on the 8th. Yeah, 30 wow. years. Been together 34. I know I don't look a day over 29, but. That's true. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we just you got know back everybody from the can see this video, right? <laughs> Let me clean this off real quick. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we just got back from the Black Hills. We were up in the Black Hills and stayed at the Custer State Game Lodge and rented a rented a uh, slingshot and drove around like uh, like nerds in the Black Hills. Those slingshots are so cool. What am I? They are. Uh, they're fun. Um, believe it or not, a girl I dated, and and it's it's widely known that I've dated a few, and um, <clears throat> but one that I dated um, had a slingshot, and. I had never, I had seen them, obviously. I'd never been in one. I was like curious. I was like, oh, that, that looks cool. Um, yeah. I see them because now I live out here on the Jersey Shore. I live in New Jersey right on the beach. And I, uh, we know we see a lot of them cruising up and down the shore all the time. And I'm like, man, those look very cool. I got in it and drove it. It's not the most comfortable ride. It's almost like being in a uh, kind of a souped up ATV. I mean, it is kind of a motorcycle base, you know, stuff, but it's, um, it's is a very cool and uh yeah. you know we had helmets on because you have to wear helmets out here so right. but uh it's a fun time slingshots are cool and i can't yeah. even imagine the scenery you saw out there oh stunning and of course you know needles highway driving around the black hills it was gorgeous and you know so yeah it was great it was a full day it was hot you know it was like 90 97 degrees or something there's no roof on it so yeah you no, know it's plenty hot. of sunscreen because people like me are blessed with uh with lots of skin on the top side. So we have to protect it really well. So that's right. And for some reason, the sun just likes to beat on that skin. It's yeah. just, uh, yeah. You know, especially, I mean, it, it, it happens. I mean, it, it happens out here too. I, I got to put sunscreen on. I mean, now I, <clears throat> 20 years ago, I didn't care about my, what my skin looked like. And, uh, you know, the older I get, the more I'm like, well, maybe a little moisturizer wouldn't hurt so bad when used to it was, I'm going to wash my face, brush my teeth and I'm leaving. 
Well, yeah, I've literally turned on the 52 year old filter on my webcam, but if I yeah. turn that off, I look much more youthful, but of I do course. have a skincare regimen. Thanks to my yes. wife, who's been pressing me to take good care of my skin after seeing family members with cancer and stuff. So Absolutely. I'm trying, I'm trying. Same here. Same here. I've got, you know, family that have the, the, uh, I'm, I'm not good with all that medical terminology, but the, the, uh, the no carcinomas yeah, and no all that. Carcin- I mean, all the omas. Yeah, the omas, and uh, I'm not looking to have any omas, you no. know. But I already, I already have had a few taken off yeah. my back or this, that, the other at doctors. But um, so yeah, it's important. But now I put the moisturizer on with the little SPF in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. The secrets. Yeah. Of the, and then if you, know, you go to Sephora, you can spend a lot of money on getting this stuff that that tightens yeah. up underneath your. Uh, oh no, yeah. I have some. <laughs> I have some, or I got bags. So yeah, you know, this youthful routine we're going through. Thank That's goodness right. for that. But um. So for a little history of people, because I've been talking about it for a couple of weeks about having you on. And oh, nice. so um, when, I, when I first met you, you were, um, you were working in law enforcement, um, you know, for people to like, well, eh, you know, we're not going to talk about where and who and what, because you know what? Hey, this is, this is not the place or the time. If you want to talk about where he's at or what he does, you contact Bob. I'm going to yeah, give you I'll, his information to contact him at a later date. But anyway, so. But before you were in law enforcement, it's still a form of, I guess, law enforcement. Were you, you were a park ranger, right? Out of, out of, out of college or out of school, you, weren't you, you were a yep, park ranger. Yep. So I got my degree in geology, and uh, I went and worked at Wind Cave National Park as a park ranger for two years and gave cave tours and stuff. My wife and I actually just stopped there when we were there in the Black Hills. So, awesome. uh, yeah, I worked there for a couple of years. Really, really, really loved that job. But there's a saying that you take your pay in sunsets, which is true, because they do not pay well. It's, it's not a good paying job, but it, it was a great job. Beautiful place to, to work, beautiful place to live. The company was awesome. You know, a, a nice mix of uh, people who are really into nature and people who are really into people. And uh, it was a great job. So I'd highly encourage anybody, particularly in college or just out of college, if you have an interest in natural resources, go get a job as a park ranger for a couple of summers before life gets crazy and you have mortgages and stuff. It's a great yeah. place to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it's uh Hey, it's obviously it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I, um, I watched it. So I don't know if it's on TikTok, and I believe it is, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I believe that she is a park ranger that gets dropped off. Um, I think she's more of a fire watch, but she works for the fire, the park ranger system. She gets dropped off up on this little cabin tower. One, I think it's a six week, um, round that they do by hel- yeah. hel- I mean, this helicopter flies in and they essentially pick them up a basket. I mean, there's no landing. Yeah. There's drop you down, pick you up. And, um, you uh, have to she's... enjoy being alone to do that job. <laughs> yeah. She has a dog, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and she has lots of forest friends in her TikToks. I don't know the name. If I find it, I'll link it in the, in the store in the, you know, the show notes, but it's, um, very cool. You know, she's above everything. I mean, it's like sit on top of the world. And it's, uh, you know, like this, I, I have an ongoing um, argument and love affair with these flat earthers on my, on the other podcast I'm on. And uh, so, but that uh, goes up there and you're going to see, you know what? It's not flat, but it is beautiful. Yeah. And uh, so, no, that was cool that you did that. And then obviously you went into, um, you know, you went into law enforcement. And that's a total shit show. Um, I tell you, in today's um, social climate and culture, yeah. it is not a job that um, I think a lot of people envy. Um, there was a point in time when you first got into it. I know because you've been doing it for a little while now. 
<clears throat> excuse me, I still have the remnants of my COVID that slapped me in the face a couple months ago, which was wonderful. But um, it left me with a cold or a cough, know. a nice cough. But it's um, so I'm sure six weeks from now it'll be gone. I, I hope so. Or six <laughs> years. Who knows? I'm going to have the rest of my life. But, um, you know, when you first got into it, it was a it was kind of a cool, a cooler job than now. Yeah. It's more of a, oh, wow, these paramilitary monsters that are trying to make me follow the rules. Oh, God, it's, it's been you. 25 years of pendulum swinging God. back and forth, back and forth. And yeah, and uh, it's I still consider it a noble profession, but it's one that um, I think rightfully so is scrutinized. Um, it needs to be scrutinized. Um, I think that, you know, just like there's bad preachers and bad teachers and bad, you know, nuns and bad car salesmen, there's bad cops out there and everybody should be held accountable. I, I am super proud of the agency I work with and the people I work with, but when somebody does something wrong, they need to be held accountable and harshly um, because it's a position of power. You, we're, we're encumbered with the, the trust and the grace of the community to make good decisions. And when, when a cop doesn't make a good decision, they need to be held accountable just like Absolutely. any other profession. Yeah. Um, the, the hard part for me is when we paint everybody with a broad paintbrush, when yes. we say, all priests are bad or, you know, all coaches of little girls soccer teams are bad because one guy does something bad or something. And I think, you know, just across the board saying law enforcement is bad is, is harsh. I think that that's not fair. You know, there's, yeah. there's hundreds of thousands of cops out there. Um, and the vast majority are making good decisions for the right reason at the right time. And they're there to help people. And 100%. that's what I try to do. Like, well, you and I know we we go back a long time, and I've always treated people with um, a huge will, amount of respect. I, I, I will say this: first, two things. First of all, you know we paint the Catholics um, with a brush that, un unfortunately, there's a little bit too much paint on that easel for us not to use that Catholic paintbrush. And I say that for my buddy Saint Joe, who's on my other podcast that I'm a host of. But as far as the law enforcement thing, yes, a hundred percent. And anybody. Um, in Colorado that has had any dealings with you and the law enforcement side, whether it be obviously casual meetings because we're in the same vicinity. <clears throat> People know that I used to DJ full time. I was in all the clubs um, and obviously law enforcement um, checks, you know, they do club checks, bar checks, whatever you want to call them. They just, it's a presence. There's, you know, it's, they're out there. And so obviously we all get around each other. And I will say this, you and several of the other guys, um, and I'm not going to mention their names because I don't have their permission and I'm not going to, but were always, in my opinion, more than fair to anyone and everyone and gave them more than their fair chance to sometimes get out of situations that they put themselves into that probably, um, you know, a lot of the times with other departments or other agencies or other law enforcement guys, and especially these days, that sh that, that rope would have been a lot shorter. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you see everybody's <clears throat> we're in a huge cancel culture and everybody's so set on, you know, something happens. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's never the it's never the perpetrator or the person that's doing it or whatever the case is. Something it's always it's the blame game. But right. No, you've always been um, absolutely 100% more than fair, in my opinion, um, with people you've dealt with. And you were always um, 
you know, when you first start off in the bar scene, when you're, whether you're DJing or bartending or you're a bouncer, especially the bouncers, because those guys, some of them, <clears throat> like you said earlier, there's really good ones and there's really, really, really bad ones yeah. um, that give the, the creep vibe off to everybody. You know, there's good ones like my buddy Scooter House, who is a oh, yeah. door guy in Fort Collins. He is, he working, is a door. He's he a door. Is a, he is the door. Um, you know, and they lovingly call him house. Door. They call him house for a reason. <laughs> exactly. But he's, you know, he's wonderful because he respects everyone until they don't respect him or he doesn't have to. And I think that, that goes a long way with any profession, whether, like you said, whether it be law enforcement, whether it be um, in the military, uh, maybe military is a bad example, but it is still, I mean, respect is given to, you know, as, as, as long as it's reciprocated, it's a good thing. I agree. Um, I, I strongly feel like any law enforcement officer's job is to treat every person as if that person is a family member, right? And we have family members that make bad decisions. We have family members who have terrible days and make terrible decisions and need help. And so if my job is to treat everybody like a million bucks and treat them with respect and love and compassion, then everything I do will come from that center. And if everything I do comes from a love, compassion and helping center, it can't be wrong. And, and part of that is holding people accountable. You know, part of that is, you know, and your, your friend St. Joe probably understands this, but having a religious background, a little bit of myself and being a religious guy, I've had yeah. talks with my, with my preachers about it. Like, Hey, I'm conflicted. You know, I'm here's a transient person who literally needs help, like no home mental health yep. issues, has drug and alcohol issues, but I have to hold them accountable, right? Like their behaviors have to be held accountable. Yeah. How do I, how do I reconcile that? You know, and, and my preacher told me, listen, you, you are, you are acting from a position of com compassion because even holding somebody accountable is a position of, a, of compassion, just like a parent, right? I'm a yep. parent to four daughters. And for me, even when I'm holding them accountable and it's not a good day for them, like they've had a bad day, they've screwed up, they've broken the rules, they've gotten in trouble, whatever. If I'm coming from a position of compassion when I'm dealing with them, then it's right. It's the right thing to do, even though it may suck for them. It's the right thing to do ultimately in the end game for them. So I have that same opinion about people, you know, that law enforcement contacts, you are contacting people on the worst day of their life and hopefully you can make it better even if it means holding somebody accountable, you know, and part of that is making sure, like I said, if we're holding ourselves accountable, that we are constantly assessing to make sure we're doing the right thing for the right reason at the right time. We're not being excessive. We're being appropriate and reasonable and making good decisions because that's what the community's asked us to do. So that's my belief. Yeah. I mean, and that's, if it was that way for everybody across the board, I believe that it would be a little bit um, obviously better for everyone involved, including everyone on one side of law enforcement and the public. And it would make for a little bit easier um, dealings and transitions and, and happenings. But, you know, it is, uh, you know, the culture we're in is the culture we're in the society we're in is it, but it, but it does start with small changes. And Absolutely. like you said, with, um, you know, there was a legend in my mind of a transient person. And I don't really know if he was transient um, in the Northern Colorado area who I grew up as a, when I was, when I was a younger kid there, I, uh, I, I loved this guy. Um, and he's, 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 I, I believe he's passed on now. Um, but Bernie. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I, Bernie or Barney, maybe Barney, 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 Barney. I apologize. Barney. Yeah. 
Um, yep. Barney was hilarious and super kind and conflicted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, uh, we don't have as many transients out here, believe it or not, which is really weird because the East Coast is just jam packed. <clears throat> and I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if they just, uh, you know, if law enforcement or if the shelters or whatever, or if the outreach people, you know, get to them out here as much, but I don't see as many. But I do see one that rem- reminds me a lot of uh, a ride of Barney that she talks to birds a lot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. but she's, and it's one of those things where, you know, people often look down a lot on some transients or people that are homeless or need help or, Maybe they have addiction issues or whatever has put them in that scenario or situation. But she walks around out here and she picks up trash off the sidewalks and puts it in trash containers. So as much as some people are like, oh, this stain on society, which is not true, is helping society more than you are. You creep who's throing your cigarette butt out your ass. I'll tell you what, if I was in your job, uh, I cannot tell you how many people would be nailed for throwing a cigarette butt out their car. I think it's one of the most disgusting things in the world. If you smoke, you smoke. That's your thing. Whatever. Go ahead and ruin your life. I don't care. I, I, you know, but no, don't be throwing your cigarette butts out on the street. So I have a question for you. Go for it. Because your name is Bob Younger. Yes. Is there any relation at all to Robert Ewing Younger, who was an American criminal and outlaw back in the 1800s? Absolutely. So you ready for the story? Yes, yes, because I cannot wait because I'm telling you, because him and his brother, I mean, there's the younger brother, Cole, and there's Jim. Yep. John, okay, so I'll, you go Cole, ahead. Jim, John, and Bob. That's right. You tell the story. Let's get into it. All right. So start with Cole Younger is my great, great, great uncle. Okay. Um, some discussion whether he's grandfather, uncle, uh, but nonetheless. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so him and his brothers ruled with the Frank and Jesse James gang. They're located out of Missouri. Kansas City area, Lee Summit area. Um, yeah, and it's absolutely true. First bank, uh, first uh, daylight uh, bank robbery up in Northfield, Minnesota. Um, first to, to legit rob trains. And so what they did oftentimes, they almost had a, uh, a cultural following um, because in Missouri at the time, you know, there's kind of divided uh, north and south and so forth. So they were on the Southern side and they were often stealing from Northerners and providing to less fortunate Southerners. The Robin Hooders. They, they weren't truly like, oh, here, take all the stuff I've gotten. No, they were keeping a crap ton for themselves, right? Yeah. But I mean, if somebody needed help, they were known in their community for like, go to the Younger Brothers, go to Frank and Jesse James to help you out. Um, so ironically, so that's on my dad's side. So my dad, Bruce Younger, that's his, his family line. I know your um, dad. Oh yeah. You've met my dad. Yeah. He's done yeah. right alongs, right? <laughs> yes. Awesome guy. And, yes. uh, and so on, on his father's side, that's where that comes from. On his mother's side, you follow that tree up. They're related to the sheriff that arrested them in Northfield, Minnesota after a bank robbery. And they so, had the first shootout, the first known yeah. shootout. They were all shot yeah. and all captured. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so that, you know, so it's kind of interesting that one side was law enforcement, one side was bad guys. And I'm kind of a mix of both. I hope. <laughs> I know it's awesome. I mean, yeah. because when I was, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was reading about, um, you know, and I'm thinking, I thought about this because, well, I cough so much. I probably sound like I have tuberculosis, <laughs> but you know, cause I mean, in, a lot of famous people, a lot of famous outlaws back then, um, 
whether it be Doc Holliday, whether it be Bob Younger, whether it be mm-hmm. even Cole Younger, they all had tuberculosis. Um, yep. And I actually think that um, that's what that's what killed him because he was in prison and he died of tuberculosis. Um, yep. At least Bob Younger did, who yep. namesake, um, which I'm not sure if you were named after that or if it was just a family name, but it's a family so name. So my name, my name is Robert Coleman Younger. So yeah, there is. You got some, them all. I got them in there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, the funny story, too, is uh, in Lee Summit was Cole Younger's house. So he ultimately went to prison, not for bank robbery. He went to prison for tax evasion. So the IRS came after him, found out, you know, he's got all this money, couldn't explain where it came from. So they, they put him in prison for tax evasion. So when he was released from prison for tax evasion, he became, you know, straight and narrow, had a farm, a ranch. He um, and had a, a nice home that he built in Lee Summit, Missouri. And when I was growing up, we went out there. And it was dilapidated, you know, falling down and so forth. And we went out there and kind of walked around. And I picked up an old gate latch that was lying on the ground. Nice. Excuse Very me. Nice. And then some years ago, um, one of my teachers from Olathe North High School, one of my favorite teachers, Sue Rusco, her and her husband went out there because they were getting ready to tear the house down. And they found a beam from the ceiling, like with the mortise and tenon type end on it. And they cut that chunk off and they mailed it to me. So I have a gate nice. latch and a chunk of that that house um, right before it was torn down. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's cool history. So my, I don't have. I mean, I'd have to look. Maybe there's some outlaws in the family, other than other than an immediate family that are outlaws, and myself. <laughs> but I mean, so my sixteenth great aunt is Jane Seymour, not the movie oh. actress. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. third wife the of writer. Henry VIII, oh, the oh, only one that bore him a child. Oh. And believe it or not, the um, Duke of Somerset and the House of Somerset in England is still ran by the Seymour family. Oh. Um, and I know that, um, you know, some people on here realize that, um, you know, it's Jay Jones, but I do have, uh, I have other, other names in my family. But it's... So it's very cool. I have people in Parliament. So I'm very, yes. I'm very fancy. I'm royalty, pretty much. You, you should go back and claim your royal right. <laughs> I am. I want to be called Sir. It'd be the only time everybody calls me Sir. That's for sure. Because it'd be a. You get you old know, enough be, like me, man. They start calling you Sir all the time, and you're like, uh, it's Bob. <laughs> it's Bob. Hi. Thanks. Um, so for, uh, and I don't know if I say it right. Is when it comes to photography, is is it? Bodor or Bodor? Boudoir. It's Boudoir. French. So you're following. Boudoir. Wow. It's French, yeah. but it comes from the word yeah. Boudoir, you yeah. know, it, which was, um, uh, or no, Bodor. Be- bedroom, right? Comes from bedroom. B O U D E R. I don't know how to say it, but to sulk. Oh, to sulk. So, because I was doing a little history, I want to talk about it real quick just for people that may not yeah. know is Boudoir. How do you say it? Say it again. Boudoir. Sounds like Boudoir. That yep. sounds like pretty sexy. I don't think That's you should right. say that too much because you <laughs> might you might have some women hitting up your inbox and be like, "Whoa, this guy's talking naughty." Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that you pick that out of my photography because I do other photography too. But no, Jay's, you do, and I'm going to like, get... I'm focused on this. No. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> so here's the thing. If you go, so if you're a listener right now, I want you to do this. Go to BobYoungerImages.com. It's B O B Y O U N G E R Images.com. And when you first click on the page, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. It is. It's, um, you know, it's, why can't I get back to the homepage? That's okay. It doesn't matter. It talks about, you know, 
the the photography business well when you kick into the portfolio because you want to see the different stuff you go ahead and you're going to say that it's in alphabetical order because it is but the first thing is naughty and fitness or as you say boudoir boudoir um I'm going to call it Bodor just because it makes me sound even more Southern. <laughs> so, and fitness. Okay. You threw in yeah. the fitness and I'm not leaving that out because, yeah. um, so I, cl I clicked on every one of these from the wedding. So there's wedding, senior headshots, fashion, custom shots, commercial. I was really hoping to see some, um, I'm really big into sceneries. I like to paint oh, a little yeah. bit. I'm really big yeah. into sceneries and being that you were, you know, used to be in the forestry, um, division where you live in the world is one of the most beautiful places you could possibly live. And, yeah. um, some of the places that you've been, like you just were this last weekend with your lovely wife, <coughs> excuse me, you see some incredible scenery. Yeah. Um, and you might be one of those people like me that a lot of the times is like, you know what? Some things are meant to be seen. I don't have to take a picture of everything because I want that in my mind. And, but the picture is a good way to kind of flash back on it and go, oh, I can smell that day. I can feel that day. I can remember oh, yeah. the whole, everything about it, the whole thing. And when, you know, so I was looking to see if there was any scenery or, you know, mountains or stuff because Landscapes. you, you go to Vegas to do a lot of your shoots as well. Yeah. And out in the red, um, the red rock deserts and stuff out there, yeah. because, um, just up North, um, not in Henderson, but the red rocks, you know, just yep, dry lake beds and red rocks. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I, I lived there as well for a while when I was working out there and it's, what's weird is that a place so desolate and dry can be very beautiful. Um, it's incredible, it can be. <laughs> but let's get back to this naughty and fitness, which you like to call this fancy French word because you can't just call it super hot chicks and fitness <laughs> because I haven't seen a boudoir male image and there are well, but i haven't in, seen it yet in fairness i have an instagram account too and it's a much easier to post on instagram than it is to update my website but yeah You're right so, and so by I the way did, yeah um when i'm looking through here because i did i did a deep dive into the website and when you talk about your christmas um photo photography with the uh with the ford the, the red truck, the truck yeah. um mm -hmm. i'm gonna have you go back in there and I'm not even going to charge you for this proofreading, but read <laughs> Did I what make it a says mistake? about the truck. <laughs> well, it would make sense because of where you live, why you miscalled the uh, the truck what you called it. Um, but you Did go I ahead call and it take something it. Different? Yes. So, so here's the thing. I use two different trucks. So depending on what part of the, the website I updated, I may have mislabeled the type uh, and model. No, 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 no. You didn't mislabel. You just called it something different. Um, oh, I'll have to go look at it. You know, it's a, it's a, it, you put a D, you put a T where it should be a D in the name of the make. Oh, oh, okay. I'll have to it's fix that. Fort. 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 A, oh, Ford. my um, computer anyway. probably is like you all the time sell it, say Fort Collins. So I'm just going to assume you mean Fort instead of Ford. Probably. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm uh, going to make a note, uh, send, Jason, a bill for, for embarrassing <laughs> for talking shit to me about my website. I'll have to go but anyway, that. so yeah. I click onto this beautiful this website. And by the way, you do have a very nice website, which I was impressed Thanks. by because obviously you started diving into photography uh, 2018, 17, real deep. Yep. I know you probably yep. was been intended, but that was when you really dove into it. And I would I'd already moved on. I'd moved out of the state. I was gone, baby. I was out in the world, out in the atmosphere. 
yeah. um, doing my thing. And <coughs> excuse me, I do pardon those interruptions. But um, so I click on the Colorado Naughty and Fitness Photographer. Um, and I'm like, gah, what did I just open? The most beautiful <laughs> pictures I've ever seen. I'm like, this is cool. There's a picture of a, like a little high heel and a tennis shoe next to it. Very clever. And it talks about, um, you know, what you do with that. I mean, and then you can schedule a photo shoot. And then if you scroll down below that into the gallery, it's, um, wow. All I can say is this, you, your wife loves you very much. She um, does. Now, do you have one daughter or two or three? Holy crap. I knew you had a lot of kids and I didn't want to like just go nuts with it. But I remember All because we, we used to, we used to live close to each other, yeah. somewhat close to each other when I lived on Lake street. Yep. Um, and I, uh, it's one, another thing too, that I don't think that you probably get enough credit for because I know you love your girls. Oh yeah. Um, and I have a daughter as well. I only have one. I, um, after now that she's grown and she's an adult, I wish that I would have had more because you miss the little times when they're little girls. There's still time. There, yes, there is. And there, but it's not happening. <laughs> I'm just going to wait till I can be a cool grandpa. Um, so I'm putting a lot of pressure on my daughter for that, but I do. Yeah. Um, but there was, when I was a young man, I would have never in my life thought being a daughter or a father of a, a daughter would be as amazing as it is. And it is. And isn't your, isn't your daughter, a daughter a photographer one of them or maybe all of them are but wasn't one or two of them like really artistic and like so so and... of yeah so of the four they're all very unique and let me <clears throat> let me classify this i have three kids that are my own but we've taken in a fourth who uh through and we may end up talking about this the camp for at risk yeah. youth i ran one yep. of the kids that was in that she's now 23 so she's not really a kid anymore has basically become part of our family she was in foster care and everything and yep. so now she's changing her name to our last name and so forth. So I've got four Beautiful. daughters now. Um, but yeah, and so my oldest daughter is getting her master's degree in Columbia, Missouri. Elena is getting her master's degree in counseling psychology. Um, my next younger daughter is Styx, who's changing her name, the last name to Younger. Um, and she has recently been working with uh, with uh, mentally challenged kids in a, in a school environment. And now she is uh, working in the service industry. And then my 19 year old is the one you're probably referencing Maya. She's yeah. done photo shoots with me and helped out. Um, <coughs> but both sticks and Maya have helped a lot as assistants uh, on photo shoots. So they hold lights and fix hair and, you know, manage clothing and stuff. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of times, especially when I'm doing a boudoir shoot, I don't like to, to be touching the model, you know? And so I will have my female assistant there and they'll come up, Hey, can I move this strap? Can I fix this hair? Yep. Whatever. That's the right thing to do. Absolutely. And so I have them help with that. And then my, my 13 year old, who's almost 14 now, she's going to high school. She's on softball teams she's on a couple softball teams. She's big, big, big into softball. That's her life every day. Um, so that's kind of the gamut. It's, it's really interesting. I mean, you said you've got one kid yeah. having, having four daughters and every single one of them is so completely different, you know? And so you talk about that, that old theory about, is it the environment or is it the parenting that causes how a kid comes out or whatever? I have no freaking idea what causes it. They're so completely different um, in their personalities and their interests and their skill sets and their knowledge. They're all amazing people. But I would not have imagined when I first had my first kid 25 years yeah. ago that every kid would be so completely different because they are very, yeah. very different. Yeah. So. And they're each um, 
cool. I mean, I've seen pictures and stuff online. Um, I wouldn't consider you an oversharer on social media. My um, wife does. And that's, and that, and that's, <laughs> she can, you know, she's not so much as a public <clears throat> servant as you are. Yeah. Um, and we, you, you briefly mentioned it and I was going to bring it up for sure because back when I still lived in Colorado, we were, um, you were highly, I don't, I don't know if you were, if you ran it, if you were the head or, or if you're the vice president or whatever it was, but of Laramie River Valley Rendezvous, which is mm-hmm. no longer, from what I know, is no longer, <clears throat> you know, um, still running, but it was an outreach for at-risk youth, um, yep. whether it yep. be drugs, whether it be um, family issues at home or not having a family or whatever the case was. It was for um, it was a nonprofit, you know, working for at-risk youth in Larimer County in northern Colorado. Um, yes, and you were you were super involved in that, and I remember we did a few um, I think fundraisers and a few things where I remember playing music at yeah. and um, <coughs> stuff. Dodgeball tournaments. Yes. Dodgeball. I mean, <laughs> so much fun and it helped. I mean, a ton of kids. I mean, it was a yeah. huge thing and you know, they do say um, all, you know, all good things come to an end, but usually I like to say, you know, as people say, you know, um, when one door closes, another one opens and that can really, um, that can yeah. really be true because, Sometimes when you're in the confines of an organization, um, you can't always help the way that you want to help. You can help the way that the organization allows you to help. Right. And right. like that being said with uh, with uh, your bonus daughter that you just got or yeah. that you're getting that you've had for quite some time now, um, you know, it allows you the opportunity to do stuff like that. And I know that you'll, you're, you've always been big on it and I am big on it. If you can help, help. Yep. Um, yep. If you have the ability well, like was, to offer it, do it. Like I was talking about from my, you know, my point of view on a career in law enforcement is that, um, you know, it sounds canned. It sounds, I don't know, whether people believe it or not, doesn't matter to me. Um, I got into law enforcement not because I wanted to exact power over people or I had a power trip or anything. I got into law enforcement because I truly wanted to help people. So when this came along, this this camp, this rendezvous camp was was a nonprofit and had started by another police officer in the agency in 1984. So it was there long before I was there. In 2001, I took it over. And from 2001 to 2018, I ran it. I was the president of it. Um, You know, and we'd take 40 kids up in the mountains for a week of hiking, biking, horseback riding, whitewater rafting, wouldn't charge them. They all came from at risk or single parent homes. And I believe we changed the direction and trajectory of kids' lives through that camp because they got to see law enforcement, National Guard members, police, fire, so forth, who all ran the camp. They got to see them in positions helping people, not not arresting parents who were involved in domestic violence, not, you know, going out and stopping traffic, you know, violators where they got to see people being human beings who were in law enforcement and fire and national guard. Many of those kids have gone on into law enforcement careers, into national car, national guard or military careers, into police and fire careers. And I'm proud to say that of the, you know, however many thousands of kids that we had at the camp over the years, Many, many, many of them are doing very, very well and have their own kids now who are teenagers. They come and talk to me. 
Um, and I've got a lot of bonus kids, you know, I've mentioned one, but I've got a lot of bonus kids from that camp who I see on a regular basis who, you know, we still mentor even as adults and they've got their own kids now. Um, so I'm super proud of that. Hi, yeah, buddy. Good. I mean, there's, I have to, I have to do some uh, <laughs> of this for social media stuff, but, um, it's <clears throat> cause you know, you know, you got to get paid, baby. I know <laughs> so, you got to make so, money. I got to yeah. make that money, but, but um, yeah, in 2018, I mean, we, you know, it got more and more expensive to run the camp. You can imagine that, um, you know, insurance and food and the horseback yeah. riding, all that stuff got more and more expensive. I was feeling more and more tapped out. I mean, I had poured my, my heart, blood, sweat, tears into that for, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of decades. And, and I was, I was tapped out. Um, and we didn't really find anybody else that wanted to take it over and run it. Um, and so it finally had to, to go its own way. And, you know, yep. a part of me is really sad about that. A part of me is, is very happy that I was able to be a part of it as long as I was and as able to help as many kids as I could. Um, but like you said, you know, one door closes, another opens. I really dove deep into my photography stuff and, and, uh, that became my other passion. And, and honestly, I spend way more time with my wife and my kids now that yeah. not running a nonprofit, you're hustling all the time to find the next buck. You're hustling yep. all the time to find the next camper and to find the next piece of equipment and so forth. And it was exhausting and it was a full-time job in of itself. And, and I, I couldn't afford to have my full-time job as a husband, my full-time job yep. in law enforcement, full-time job running a nonprofit, my full-time job running a business. I couldn't do all of that. So something had to give. So that's, that's where, that's where I well, let that go. I can say this. I, I, and, and, um, I remember very well, um, the different functions and events that you would put on <clears throat> and the stuff. And yes, you were full-time hubby, full-time daddy, full-time law enforcement, full-time organizer, organizer. And I mean, you, you were doing it all and you, you did, you helped tons and tons and tons and tons of people. And that's very admirable. Like you said earlier, it's a noble profession. Um, what you were doing in that, in the Laramie River Valley Rendezvous was definitely noble, in my opinion. And uh, I, uh, I hope that everyone that benefited from that at some point in time has the ability to um, thank you. And I'm sure they do. And um, They do. They do. You know, it doesn't and, mean and that in 10 years you couldn't have a reunion. You could right. have a reunion. Absolutely. And the other thing, too, is I think that it was a valuable lesson for my kids growing up because – my kids then learned empathy and compassion. Yes. They learned what it meant to give more of yourself than you expect to take from others. And I think that was a huge lesson while they were growing up because they were all involved in the camp too. They went to the camp, they participated in the activities, they participated in the fundraisers. And so they got something from that as well. Yeah. And that it's, it's important to, um, obviously if you look at how your children have turned out and I look at the way my daughter is, my daughter's going into education and, She's a total sweetheart of a girl, and I think it has a lot to do with the way her mother um, and I, probably more her mother than me. I mean, I'm going to give that woman a lot of credit because <clears throat> I am just, I, I'm me. I'm not super uber sensitive, you know, light touch guy all the time. I'm a little rough around the edges, and I can be, And um, but uh, I was very blessed, and I know that you've been blessed four times over. And yeah. not to mention, you have a wonderful, beautiful wife who has stood by you through all of it. And and let's get back to this, because my if I had a beautiful, loving wife, <laughs> she wouldn't love me as much if I was hanging out with the total smoke shows that get pictures. And I understand these 
are just wonderful, beautiful images. I don't look at them as super scantily clad, hot, smoking hot women. With my wife is an amazing, understanding yes, person, and you know, and she'll um, she has asked. So the ask are, hey, don't edit those photos in front of the kids, you know, because there's no yeah. need to. And but she also knows me as a person and knows that I don't objectify women. And she knows yep. that these people come to me because they want these images for themselves. And, well, they and trust honestly, you. and yeah, they trust me and it empowers the individual who's involved in that photo shoot. You know, Absolutely. I'm all about your body, your choice. You do yep. what you want with your body. It's your choice to do. As long as you're not being taken advantage of and you're being safe, that's your yep. choice. And, and for me, a lot of times the folks that come to me for those photos and I, you keep bringing up the boudoir. I do lots of photography besides boudoir, but I think I that's know. what you're interested in. But, no, no, no. Well, um, that's what I like. But my, actually my favorite photo, one of my favorite photos on your entire page is I don't know who she is. I don't know what it is. I don't know where the image is. Although I do think that this is somewhere in Las Vegas or out in Nevada and I could be totally wrong. It could be in the empty horse tooth reservoir but this beautiful beautiful young lady with the most amazing red flowing hair yeah. that's all kinked and curled and this beautiful blue dress with flowers and i can tell you've enhanced the flowers in light shop or something with your editing um yep. but the lighting of it and the fact with the depth of the way you shot the photo that is the mo to me one of the most impressive images on there i do the the Boudoir or boot or whatever you want to call it, the uh, the naughty, just more as a joke because the truth is, who wouldn't want to be able to shoot some of these beautiful women? And yeah. if and, and you know what, hey, if you're into into that, who wouldn't be want to shoot some guys in some cool pictures? Because I tell you what, I would be a super hot pinup guy, not a pinup girl, I, but a pinup. I guy. can, I could, I oh yeah. I do I do doudoir. So come on out, we'll do some doudoir. I mean, and, and that I appreciate you noticing that picture It is one of my favorites also. And, um, I can take credit for 90% of that shot, but in fairness, that shot was set up during a workshop. So other people were taking the same photo, Got it. but I think a lot of times it has to do with, you know, when I'm imagining what a picture is going to look like at the end, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about that when I'm taking the shot. So I'm thinking about angles and lighting and direction and background and depth of field and all those things all at once. And for me, that's what makes an image amazing is the fact that you can layer all that stuff together and then tell a story with an image. Um, and, and to me, that's one of my favorite images as well. Yeah. And um, another one that I really, really like is, <clears throat> is the black and white um, headshots with, mm. you know, you kind of see the half shade on the face. And what it really reminds me of is there's, um, um, I think it's called the soft underbelly. There is a photographer, videographer who got, who does video, um, on Netflix or YouTube, I'm sorry, um, of people that maybe this, not the not so sunny side of society, um, mm -hmm. some prostitutes, drug addicts, pimps, uh, murderers, um, you know, uh, there's people that are into crazy kinks, people that are into different types of lifestyles. And he does video on them. But the softer underbelly, his photo, the thumbnails for all of his videos are always a photo very much like you have of, I, I don't know how, I know yeah. you do a million photos, but one of your photos is a gentleman with a great beard and yeah. black and white photo. And it's kind of, you know, you can tell the light where you have the light coming from on one side of the photo, but it's a perfect photo in my mind because it just, black and white is cool. And it's, and it, 
I've heard that it might be harder for photographers to get great black and whites than it is to get color photos. Well, if you think um, about it, what I mean, the human mind wants to find patterns and and wants interest. So it's a really neat. If you ever get a chance, I'd, I'd have to find the video. But there's a study where people showed photos to people and they had a camera on the screen and they followed where the eye went. And oh, cool. it shows you where they think, where the brain thinks the interest is in the photo. And I think about that often and I'll watch those videos because I'm thinking about that when I'm composing pictures. But one of the things that the eye is always drawn to is color yes. and then light and dark, you know, contrast. And so if you imagine you take one of those two things out, you take the color out of a black and white photo, you've got to focus on the light. The light has to be perfect. It has to be immaculate. It has to do exactly what you want it to do to, to maintain that interest in the human mind. And yeah. so I think that's one of the things that humans like about black and white photos is that you're removing a piece of it. And now the brain has to work harder to find something interesting to see. Yeah. And I think it helps obviously with his uh, nice white gray beard and hair mm -hmm. that he has, which, which I do too. Um, I um, have years of earning that and I love it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, uh, anybody can scroll through here. And again, I said it before, but if you go to bobyoungerimages.com, you can see some, I'm talking incredible photos. And the thing is, is <clears throat> I have friends all over this country. And the thing is, if you want some great images and you want some great photos, Bob does travel. I Bob do travels. Travel. So, I yep. mean, it's worth finding out because if you look at some of these images, um, I could see a lot of things. I'm surprised that, um, and maybe you have, but that some bands or DJs or other people haven't hit you up. And it could be the fact that you're, you're probably, you know, um, you're probably, uh, well paid for your endeavors. Um, and, but it's, yeah, I mean, well, you have you've, you've heard, you've heard of my friend, Sean Kennedy, Tickle I, Me yes. Pink, right? So uh -huh. I don't know if you knew that they were getting back together for a concert in Vegas in October. Okay. And uh, so I reached out to Sean. So Sean, if you're listening, I'm looking right at you, buddy. Um, <laughs> hit me up because I, he's, he was talking to his manager about doing some stuff for the band as well. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, it's all about marketing. You, you know how it is. Yeah. You, need, yep. you can decide on where you want to be and you have to get there, right? You can't yeah. just say, oh, I want to do band photos. And now, okay, where's the bands at, right? Yeah, now I'm doing you have to photos. market, you have to target. Um, and honestly, one of the things that I struggle with most as a small business owner is balancing my other job, my home life and my small business. And yeah. marketing is no easy task. That takes so much time, so much thought, so much planning and, and it's a challenge. It's a lot of work. So yeah, it was one of the things that when I was still DJing all the time that, um, <clears throat> and I know, I don't know what it's like now for the DJs, um, that are out there grinding and working hard every day. I don't know, but I know back when, um, Sean sabotage, who, you know, yeah. well, and, um, Nunez, who is still around there and, oh, yeah. um, Ross, um, oh, yeah. who was it, I saw Ross's years? last weekend. Uh, God, that, he, that guy, that guy's getting old. Yeah, but he's Does a beautiful he man. Podcast? He is. He is a great guy. I, I, I give him a hard time about one being of my an old favorite man. people in the world. He used to be a roommate of mine. Yeah. Um, his daughters, Jazz and Oh, she's um, amazing. Sonata, too. beautiful, yeah. beautiful family. Um, I love Ross and one of my best friends. But you're right. He's getting old. He was old back then, so it's okay. He's <laughs> I give him a hard man. time. He's like, he's like Bob. You're not. You're. 
you're, you know, and I'm like, I'm, he might be I'm one of the only DJs that's older than you, though. I'm talking when you're about out there you working right now, Ross. That's right. I'm talking about you. We're not talking about me. That's right. I'm not out here with the kids, you know, playing, playing young, young, dirty, or whoever is yeah, the hip hop. But, but he's, he's, he's I see him at the coast semi frequently now. Ah, yeah. I, you know, I miss a lot of those places, but, um, it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about that town, but uh, it's changed a lot since the, since uh, the eighties when I first came there. But, um, another thing is like, I mean, but I used to, we used to grind a lot when we were, you know, that was the marketing of it. We made our own flyers. We weren't sending Mm -hmm. it out to somebody to make our flyers. We were on Photoshop in the morning, making our flyers, making our mixes, making our little promos, and then making music for any radio station that we may or may not be on. And then we would go play at night and then we'd go out after, because that's when everybody went out and we'd be over at IHOP or, Denny's or Perkins or wherever we were going to eat at promoting your stuff and the, and the food corners, um, hanging out and talking to people, just trying to get noticed or recognized. And, you know, it's a grind, but it works. And if Mm -hmm. you love it, it's really worth it because I know that I can tell by some of the pictures that you take, um, and, and the, some of the things that you say on there, one of the things that matters most to you is how those people feel when they finally see these images. And yep. I see people on TikTok. There's a guy that goes around and takes pictures of people and he does a lot of editing and then he shows it to them and they're like, Oh my gosh. And some of them yeah. cry. Some, I mean, yeah. obviously with some of the maternity photos that you take, uh, the wedding shots, probably you probably get yeah. a lot of tears out of families. Um, there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of moments that as a photographer, especially a successful one like yourself that you get to experience with people. And you're like, man, how lucky are you to be part of that? And I think that, yes, while even though you're being paid, it's an experience that you're getting as well. And like some of the commercial stuff that you did, the barbershop photography, that place looks insanely cool. And it is cool, but it's like, what a perfect photo. And the lighting is great. The reflections in the mirrors. I mean, all the things you did right to get it perfect. But I mean, photography is not. I appreciate that. I, I, I feel like, you know, my job as a photographer is very similar to my other jobs. Like I'm there to help people. Right. So mm-hmm. when people come to me, they have a problem. Hey, I need photos. Well, yeah. Jay, there's a lot of people with cameras out there right now. No, a lot oh, of people. Yeah. I mean, if you look at social media, everybody has a camera and is offering photo shoots for $58, you know, yeah. and, and if somebody wants to go to that person, great. What I provide to people is an experience. I provide to them an opportunity to do something that they would never be able to do. Like anyone can go outside and take a picture of somebody in broad daylight. Can you come to somebody with a light and lighting and assistance and hair and makeup and then provide them an image at the end that makes them go, how did that happen? How did you do that? Because that's not what I remember seeing when I was there. That's what I want to provide to people. And you're right, because if I can tell that story and make the person in that photo go, oh, my God, I had no idea. To me, yeah. that's I, I just helped that person create something that will last a lifetime. I um, remember I, I read on your website, maybe on your website, or maybe it's something you said on social media. Get it off the thumb drive. Get it on the wall. And I love that because it's so true because so many people have it in their computer or their phone or whatever. But I love walking into a person's house or somewhere that has photos. One of the coolest things was I went into my uh, family's old home out here in Manasquan. I just happened to see the people that bought it. Uh, they allowed me to come in and it was great. And on one of the walls was I'm talking this entire wall was filled of photos. I mean, yeah. it was just, it was 
professionally put together in a big frame, but it was photos from the entire story of their relationship from when they met to when they got married to their kids to, it was amazing. And it was awesome. It just flew, it flowed from left to right. The, all the imaging, yeah. how it sprawled out and how they said, well, we wouldn't have these pictures without this picture. We wouldn't have these pictures without this picture. You know, it all started from when we met and I was like, it's amazing. So yeah, yeah, get it off the thumb drive. You can do a lot of cool stuff with putting it on your, you know, and, putting it in a frame or putting it on your desk. You can put it on metal now, for God's yep. sake. You can put it metal, on an image on One anything. of my favorite things. Yeah. yeah favorite I things to print on metal, print on yeah. acrylic. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're right. There's options out there that are just stunning that people don't even think about anymore. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. a big fan of that because I've lost so many photos that were on a thumb drive or a CD somewhere. Same. Who knows where they are? Same. I don't, yeah. Who knows? I don't think I have a computer that has a CD ROM in it anymore. So That's, I don't think I can even access it. I'd have to uh, buy one. I actually, believe it or not, I have a MacBook Pro sitting over here that actually has a CD slot in it. Wow. So that's like prior to, I was going to say prior to 2015, because mine 2015 does not have one. Yep. My current so. one does not. My current one does not even have a USB slot. It's only the um, whatever. I don't even know the yeah, uh, USB-C or whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm not fancy anymore, so I don't know. But it has, um, <laughs> yeah, so CDs are outdated. But um, yeah. so one of the cool things is, is you do actually have a storefront you have a studio in fort collins and this wasn't through you but i saw on tv a report through news channel news 7 denver or something about the street um because i know exactly where your um studio is um about that street now i haven't been there since they started that project and i was looking at it and i was like holy that's incredible that is yeah, really, really incredible. And I think yep. it's great how they're going to be able to allow cars to flow when they need to close it off when they don't want it. But has it been, I mean, I, I know that you said that it had been difficult to have a store down there, but it was during COVID time too, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I could get off on my rant, but suffice it to say, you know, it, it, the, I think the planning behind that and the timing was, was not awesome. They could have done a better job of, of, working on that earlier. Uh Um, you know, I mean, working outside with COVID that's, you've been able to do that for a long time now and they didn't start till January, February. So, um, and, and it's just taken way too long. I mean, if you can imagine having, it's still going, well, I take that back. I left town on the seventh. So I haven't been down there since the seventh of August. So I'm going to go down there probably today and check it out. Cool. But the last time I, the last time I, when I left on the seventh, still half of the block of Linden was shut down. So, that said, I think it'll be good when it does open up. But man, we've missed an entire summer's yeah. worth of opportunities it there. It does look amazing. And for people that don't know, um, downtown and Old Town and is is an amazing place. One of my favorite times yeah. is actually getting ready to come upon us here soon. And it's going to be great for you as a photographer, in my opinion, fall. Fall is an yeah. what a great time to be alive, man, when you have all this incredible nature around you especially where you're at. Yep. I mean, it's just, I amazing. do a lot of photo shoots down along the Poudre river Yes, and fall the leaves and the trees. And it's, it's a great family photo time. Yeah. There's um some really great places. Um, and I don't know what it is. There's a, there's an old monastery or monk place that's up the Thompson river. Like if you go up the Thompson um, on the left, uh, you go up there, it's on the left hmm. side. They do have a big retreat, a, a big um, like center up there, but the church sits right on the oh. river. Um, oh really? 
Yeah, I, I uh, don't know anything about that. I'd have to figure that out where I that's at. I believe it's a Catholic. Um, I'm pretty confident that it is, but um, it's um, is that the one that's just outside of Estes Park? It's the stone church with the long speak in the background. I think so. Because that's beautiful. Yeah, that's like off Highway Seven, I think. Um, is it off Highway Seven? Yeah, I think it's off Seven, Seven is or Thirty Six. Thompson yeah. River. So yeah, so it's well up there. It's not on the Thompson. It's west of uh, south and a little bit west of Estes Park. Yeah, because I think it's called Our Lady of the Mountains Catholic Church. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful place to wow, shoot. Wow, that is some crazy cool pictures. I have pictures with my daughter up there when she was. I mean, that place was, and it's not super old. It was nineteen forty nine when it was built. But um, yeah. It just fits in that scenery so well. It's all stone and long speak in the background. It's amazing. It is amazing. I mean, and yeah, we're coming up on fall and you're going to have a lot of good stuff. Senior photo sessions. Senior photos are big this time of year. Absolutely. So yeah, it's a a great time to be a photographer. No, man. And and you're you're doing awesome. Your stuff really is great. And um, I appreciate that. And and even though as much as I brought up the, the naughty and fitness stuff, it was, you know, it's well beyond that. There's a lot more that you can do than just that. I mean, the headshots are cool too. I looked at a lot of the headshots. There's, I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm glad I don't live in, I'm glad I don't live in Fort Collins anymore because there's a couple of those headshots of some of those ladies that I'd be like, good Lord, I'd be chasing them down the streets. They're so beautiful. Um, well, come, let me take a picture of you and then they'll chase you. <laughs> I can promise you. I am not into breaking cameras, my friend, but it's, um, you know, that's the cute thing about a good photographer. It doesn't matter your size, your shape, your color, no. your, you know, anything. If you're put no. in the right place and you're given the and right you think- environment, you can do it. I think our culture now is much more accepting of lots of different body types. I agree, and, 100%. and I think it's I think it's being embraced now. I mean, you see it all the backlash that Victoria's Secret suffered when yep. they had all their skinny ass angels, and then they're like, "Hey, uh-huh. man, the vast majority of our angels in the world are not skinny; they're True. normal ch- shape sized women." And now they've completely changed their marketing, right? Yeah. So, in my mind, I think I'm all about providing somebody an image that makes them feel empowered and amazing about themselves, right. and it's way less about what you look like physically. It's more about presenting the person inside through an image of the outside. Yeah, it's that energy. And yep. and I definitely am, uh, you know, I have never in my life ever felt like, um, like I was the most in shape because I'm not. I don't work out. I mean, I do enough to mirror. Maybe I can say that I'm I'm fit, but I don't work out. I don't worry. Yeah. I, I like to eat a cheeseburger. I enjoy chicken nuggies or pizza. Mm-hmm. I mean, I live on the East Coast Amen. for God's sakes. I got the best pizza you can ever have. Yeah. And and pretzels. Oh, the pretzels, man. Let me give some of that sea salt pretzels. You're right. <laughs> best pretzels in the world, man. I had one last night. Yeah. I had a Bavarian pretzel right here on the, on the shore yeah. with some, you know, some people like mustard. Some people like, you know, um, the cheese sauce. And I like it all. But it's, um, you know, I always felt like. You know, and I didn't care if I was the best DJ or if I was the best this, that. It was always about the energy that I could provide, how I felt. And if I felt like I was going to do it good, I was going to do it good. And you can tell, I'm not kidding. I don't know. This, I'll just say it because I don't care. I don't live out there in Colorado. This woman who has a blue sparkly background and and dark hair. 
and that's those... a, I'll give a shout out to them. That's that's a local uh, a local company. I do all their headshots that way. It's a Aussie Tans and mm-hmm. eyelash. I think it's just eyelashes now. Aussie lashes, and Tara with Aussie lashes. So she has all her folks come in and do that same background. Yeah. God bless. What a yeah. beautiful lady. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then you go down to the pinup stuff with the, we can do it. So I just, yeah. I mean, I love what you've gotten the chance to do. And thanks man. I I'm appreciate super it. Here, happy here's my thing. I, I'm about bringing light into the world, man. If you, if you're on this planet and you're not doing something good for somebody else, then step off. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You should be doing something good for somebody somewhere. Every single day I go out thinking, how can I change somebody's life or how can I make their day better? You know? Yeah. And if you're not doing that, Step off the tracks and make way for the rest of us, brother. No, I, I want right. to be here to I want to be here to make people's people's lives and time on earth special. So, so. I do know if people want to get in touch with um, with Bob Younger Images, I know they can go to they can they can email you at bobyoungerimages at gmail.com. Um, yep. if they go to bobyoungerimages.com, they can yep. go to contact there and they can find your number. I'm not gonna blast yep. your phone number out over my podcast, but is there any other place, um, social media that you have for your photography that you would like to And I, I do a lot on Instagram. Like I said earlier, it's so much easier to post stuff on yeah. Instagram than it is to build a website. And so I really need to get better at working on my website. But yeah, all of my current images are on Instagram for sure. Facebook what is, a, is all what is the same Instagram? name. Bob Younger Images. Same thing with Facebook. It's all okay. the same. So you guys can find me there. And nice. uh, yeah, you, know, you mentioned traveling. I love to travel. Awesome. Um, so I'm getting ready to go out to Granby here soon to do a, a senior session. It's going to last almost 24 hours. We're going to shoot at night with a Perseid meteor shower going on. So that's going to uh, be cool. You're going to get some like long ca- where yep. the exposure where you leave the lens open longer and get, oh, yep. that's so have cool. them standing there in the dark, have the the stars and everything behind them, <sighs> hopefully some meteors and then hit them with a flash. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing. So, I mean, I, I love doing stuff like that beach stuff. I go to San Diego, St. Louis, Kansas city, Chicago, um, so yeah, I'd, I'd love to travel out to help people. So we'll I have to get you out of New Jersey to the shore because um, we it, have man. a thing called the stone pony out here. Pretty famous place. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. They have the summer stage. Oh, they nice. have a festival coming up next month called the see here now festival. Everybody from the Foo Fighters to Bruce. And I mean, everybody's Sweet. played at this. So it's one of those things where it's, um, it's amazing. And, uh, but they do a lot of cool photography, a lot of aerial photography like with drones nice. now these days, not so much. Yep. No, yep. I got a, I got a drone guy. He's going with me to Granby. So yeah, we'll, we'll come out. Awesome. Yeah. But, um, we'll see what we can do, but Bob, I appreciate it. So anybody, um, that is looking to find Bob, like I said, go to Bob younger images.com. You can find him on Instagram and Facebook under the same name, Bob, Bob younger images, or is it Bob Younger images or photography images? Yep. Okay. Bob, Bob younger, younger images. images. Yep. So whether you want headshots, you want your business shot up, you want, you know, uh, I'm doing some work for Full Throttle beautiful. Saloon. You yeah. know, Full Throttle Saloon. Yeah, they got a place. They bought a place in Estes Park. I love it. They got a brewery up there. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, I did see some pictures with some with some alcoholic beverages, adult beverages, mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah. I mean, just about anything and everything when it comes to photography, whether it be on the ground, above the ground, or who knows, maybe in the ground, Bob can handle that for you. So <laughs> uh, make sure you hit up Bob Younger Images. Bob, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me, Jay. I really appreciate it. It's nice catching up with you. I, I look forward to seeing you again here in the near future. Look me up when you come back out here. I'll do it, my brother. And uh, don't click out of the studio right when we're done because, well, it's got to upload. So don't take off okay. yet. But so anybody that's looking for the Two Penny Podcast, each and every Friday we release a new episode. I try to have cool guests. And when I don't have a cool guest, I just ramble for 30, 45 minutes and people just get sick of it. So it's a wonderful thing. So 
But tune in each and every Friday for a new episode of the Two Penny Podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, um, Google, anywhere you get your favorite downloads for a podcast, you can download it there and stream it. And uh, in addition to that, if you want to catch me on a more comedic and more outlandish um, podcast, each and every Wednesday, you can find me on the Unfiltered Podcast with my guys from Florida. So until next time, I'll see you. I appreciate you tuning in. Have a great week. See ya. All eyes on me. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. No, no, no. What a ta 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 Hold up. That's all, folks.